WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by the COVID-19 vaccines. All three of them. They're not paying us and we're not paying you, but we are going to save your lives. And that's really all that matters is if you are an American, you can get the COVID-19 totally COVID-19 vaccine totally for free. You can also get COVID for free, but you can get the vaccine for free. And yeah, if you're available. an American, you can get COVID for free, for sure. <laughs> you for sure can get COVID for free. You just go to a Target and hang out for a while, and you'll get COVID. But if you want to get the COVID-19 vaccine, it's free and available. You can find them at CVSs. You can find them at Targets that have CVS pharmacies. You can find them all over the place. We might even throw a link in the show note if you don't know where to find your COVID-19 vaccine. But we want to make sure that you get it so that we can continue to do awesome things like the Winter Olympics, where the biggest danger is the other skaters. So, without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Etchill. And today we're doing a triple axel. Or maybe we're just assaulting the competition. So cover it up. And lie to the FBI. Because today we're bringing you... I, Tanya. Also known as I, comma, Tanya, since I, I usually read the punctuation in the movie title. Space Tanya. Before we get into the stats or anything, we are joined this week by a an American legend, really. I'm actually super freaking jazzed about this. You know that this movie's been on my list for a long time, but we finally have a guest I feel qualified to talk about this with. Our guest today is a a, a, a member, a captain, a coach, uh, a, a, a high-ranking official in the world of... Team USA roller skating. And in her B time, A time, whenever she's not making really cool tricks in the rink, she's also a screenwriter and just a fascinating and an enjoyable person to speak with. We're joined today by Cand with joined by by Candace Clifford. We are not joined with. <laughs> joined with today no. we join together. <laughs> today the three of us join in podcast matrimony. <laughs> Oh. I just sounded Hi. wrong. It sounded like that's not the right word, is it? But it is. Uh, it's, it worked. You got it. We got there eventually. <laughs> Candace, welcome to Bacon and Eggs. Uh, it's roughly breakfast time in California. What did you have for breakfast today? Um, For breakfast today, I this is going to sound so fitness person. I had egg whites with turkey, bacon, and spinach. Dude, I had um, that, but it came in a Jimmy Dean, so it probably also had like 500 milligrams of sodium. But we're the same. Also, you're allowed to sound uh, like a fitness person. You are a professional <laughs> athlete. Or I guess not a professional, strictly not a professional athlete, or I don't know how it works. Yeah. So it, I just normally say roller figure skater. Yeah. Um, sums it up pretty well. I have been paid to go to one competition, but for the most part, we've got a pretty small organization. So um, not as big as ice skating and they don't pay to send us anywhere. But I am sponsored. I'm a sponsored athlete uh, and a coach and now a, an official because I judge events as well. So I got a full plate but I'm actively involved in the figure skating community. That is so cool. How much overlap? And it, like, I don't want to harp. We're going to have to talk about the ice stuff. Oh, I, it's okay. I don't know if you know, we are talking about I, Tanya today. Uh, okay. But how much overlap is there with the roller figure skating world and the ice skating world? A lot, actually. We There's a lot of famous ice skaters that actually started on roller skates. Um, Tara Lipinski, Apollo Ono, they all started on wheels. Oh, cool. So, 
we um it, there's a lot of overlap the skates are a little lighter on ice which allows them to rotate more makes it easier to do that triple axel um, <laughs> so i do want to know can you do it i cannot do a triple axel i can't do a double i so what i specialize in when it comes to figure skating i do dance so it's kind of like ballroom on skates i do waltzes foxtrots quick steps um free dance which is like a contemporary but it's i do dance so i can still do most of my doubles i, I grew up doing all the disciplines my sister still does the freestyle though. So she does jumps and spins. She can do a double axle, not at the triple yet, but triples less common on roller skates. Can, can anybody do a triple? Yeah. There's a couple um, really great Spain and Italian skaters that can. They're the top countries right now for the sport. So you see some crazy jumpers out that there. That shocks but. me not at all, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, so, and then in the ice, like I don't pretend I know nothing about okay. ice skating because I, yeah. I do. Uh, He's never heard of Tara he, Lipinski or Apollo. Yes, I don't know. I've, I've absolutely heard both of those names, but I don't know anything about like the, the technical side of it. Mm -hmm. Like I know in gymnastics, right. Yeah. That like Simone Biles goes out there and does these stunts that like literally nobody in the history of the sport could ever do. Mm -hmm. Can people do now? Like, is it common now to be able to do what Tanya Harding was doing in 1994? Like in, in both? It, I, on honestly, ice. on ice. Yeah. You see a lot of people breaking records, but in ice specifically, Russia's got some insane skaters. They just had a championships and, I don't know how young this girl was, but she did a tr uh, quad flip, which is a really, I mean, that's four revolutions. And for her age, it was insane so you're starting to actually see a lot of barriers getting broken down in ice when it comes to revolutions people are breaking into the quad realm and they're doing four revolutions in the air so um so and they're coming up with spins that are like the spins that you see tanya doing they're technically like basic now there's so many more dynamic spins and flexibility requirements that it's uh there's a lot of things that have changed since tanya skated that's wild to me i mean like it's i get it right like like michael phelps could kill mark spitz lebron james would beat michael jordan it's it's yeah. a progression of sport but it's still just mm -hmm. wild to me oh yeah i mean even in in so in roller specifically in the last five years we've completely changed the way we judge and the way that the requirements for skaters and just in five years, the quality of skating and like what people are executing is way better across the board really than what it was. Yeah. You see a lot of people just turning out better quality of skating and people attempting things that five years ago, we wouldn't even have thought of. I look at my videos from five years ago and I'm like, Jesus, I'm not even close to the same skater right? because they've evolved and they've tried to encourage us and force us to do new things. So it, it comes down to not just like the technology, like the technology and techniques getting better. It's like, it's also the governing body and all the rules changing, make the sport better over time. Right. Just like with literally any other thing. That's so fascinating. Well, before we get into your story and, and the the um you know the whole thing that we're talking about here tyler when did this movie come out and who made it and how much money did it make and what did critics oh, yeah, think I, about I it? got you i've got you covered on all those uh this movie was directed by craig gillespie which is a name i, I don't recognize like maybe i should uh it came out december 8th 2017 which is 1376 days ago it had an 11 million dollar budget 53.9 million dollars at the box office i was part of that I did see it in theaters. Uh, got a 90% critic rating and an 88% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 77 on Metacritic. Ethan, do you have a negative professional review for this? One? I do. Um, Joel Mayward of Cinema Mayward says, I, Tanya, addresses its questions of truth, history, celebrity, and mythology with the subtlety of blood force trauma. I would call that a positive review. I would too. Yeah. 
<laughs> and this is a great movie. So I just read a, a negative, a neg- negative review. They are both you, they both you? end in tiv. So I was trying to figure out how to combine those words, but it's not possible because they both. Oh, end I in thought div. you were saying like because your eggs, it was like negative. No, no, <laughs> that's more cleverness I, than I have in my body right now. <laughs> Um, I have a positive review from Robert Daniels at 812 Film Reviews. This is the number one review on Rotten Tomatoes. I have no idea why. Uh, likely because it starts with the number eight in the uh, uh, brand, but that doesn't seem likely either. Um, Robert Daniels says, how much Harding knew or didn't know about the attack on Kerrigan is somewhat secondary, if that can be believed. And I think that really sums up how I feel about the movie, because I think so much of it comes down to like the public narrative to this day is that Tanya Harding is the bad guy regardless of if this movie is right or not like tanya harding is an evil human being uh and i like this review because it does make it secondary i like got emotional watching this movie so that's that's my feelings there honestly so i i saw this movie oh gosh three times in theaters i feel like it's <laughs> your I've seen world it twice right? since. <laughs> I, it kind of is so the first time i saw it when it was when i was still in school yes I was still in school in Santa Barbara and I would get off of work like kind of like at 9, 9.30 and I just go to the movies by myself pretty regularly. I saw La La Land in an empty theater with an old couple and it was adorable. That's amazing. That sounds rad. Yeah. yeah. It was really cute. But I went and saw Itania that way too. I just went to a theater and I saw it because I was like, I have to. Um, and I loved it. So I made my family go see it with me a second time. And then I had a third opportunity to see it with a talk with the screenwriter afterwards. Oh, so that's cool. So I got to, it was really cool. So we... He was talking about it and he was like, what drew him into the story was that everyone's stories are different. Yeah. Nobody tells the same story. And when you go through all those interviews with them, everyone's all over the place, but no one had actually sought out to try and find an answer to what actually happened. People just write it off as Tanya did it. And he didn't really see it that way. So he dove into it and like he really he didn't want you to fully take her side because you could tell there's things that she holds back on too. But he wanted to showcase a little bit more of like there was a lot that she didn't know. She was really left out. And Margot Robbie, who was one of the, I mean she plays Tanya but also helped produce it. She gravitated toward that as well. Because I got to go to a talk with Margot and with um Ali Jenning where they talked about their roles in the movie. Santa Barbara, if you guys don't know, is like it's in Central California, yeah. right? Like two and a half hours north of Hollywood. And it has this film festival every year where they bring out everyone. That's, and so there was this little talk I got to go to and I was like, I have to do them. That's extremely cool. Yeah, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was just surprised. like, I just kept getting to do all this I Tanya stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to take every opportunity to, to go to everything I to, can for this. I mean, it really like. Because being in California, it really, like, gave you the opportunity to meld both of your passions, like, perfectly. Like, you get to talk about screenwriting, you get to talk about the film world, but you also get to talk about, like, the biggest story in the history of skating. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much this whole incident put ice skating back on the map. Yeah. Like, ice skating, it wasn't a dying sport by any means, but it wasn't really popular until this moment. It had its ups and downs, but once this happened, like this was national news. It was world news because this was Olympic level. So everyone knew what was going on. And it just, I mean, it changed the the way people saw figure skating. All of a sudden people wanted to watch figure skating again. Right. And she said there at the end that like the only name people knew more than hers was Bill Clinton, which is like 
That's insane. Yeah, that's wild. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you track that at all. Well, but the, even like that anybody would have that perception is like, but yeah. even, like even growing up, I don't think I knew anything about like I was born in 92. So I was way too young for any of this as yeah. it was happening. But I didn't I couldn't have told you who Tanya Harding was or Nancy Kerrigan until I think until I saw the film. I don't think I knew the story. I knew the names. I don't think I could have told you that they were ice skaters, though, which yeah. is I bet Ethan could. And I know you could, Candace. But my dad was a big Tanya Harding truther. He fully believed that she was completely innocent of the whole thing. So wow. let's before we before I wanted to talk about that before we do zero out of 100 on this one. Ethan, I want you to go first. This is an easy 90. I'm right with Rotten Tomatoes on this one. I loved this movie. I thought it was great. Um, was this your first time around with it? It was. Yes. Yes. Even though I've been telling you to watch it for four years. Yep. Cool. 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 Yep. Cool. cool. Sorry, we get that raw reaction. So yeah. I love that. No, yeah. I thought this was fantastic. Um, I think it's it's a um, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite movie I've ever seen. It is it's definitely not my favorite sports movie I've ever seen, but like it's fantastic. It's the best figure skating movie ever, easily. Um I mean, let's not discount Ice Princess, okay? Like I mean, that Blades was Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Oh, Blades of I mean, that's of glory. that's a whole different thing, right? Like that's yeah. that's a like obviously the Talladega Nights the Legend of Ricky Bobby is the greatest NASCAR movie ever made. Yeah. But like it's not it's also not at the same time, right? Like yeah, it's also not cars. Like there's you've got variety out there yeah. of everything. But I, this is, yeah, I get what you mean. I, th I mean, yeah, this is Ford versus Ferrari to. Yes. To, yes. Yeah. This is Ford versus Ferrari like, to, to Blades of Glory. Um, But yeah. it's also not like the cutting edge, you know, it's not those mm -hmm. those type of figure skating movies. Yeah. We don't talk about. Them. I mean, they're awful. They're just they they so they give the sport a horrible name and yeah, it's like oh god. I think my sister started one of those shows, but like I mean, just from the trailer alone, I'm like, I'm not putting that garbage on my on my timeline. I'm not. Nope. Yeah, mm -mm. but like. <laughs> No, I, I got standards. <laughs> for those two that My brothers did a Star Wars commercial, and I wasn't going to show anybody. It was garbage. Oh uh, no, it was fine. <laughs> they did a. It was like a VR thing. Um. Yeah. No, I think this this movie is fantastic. The the direction, the editing, the shooting, the the acting, all of it is just like the writing top tier, straight up. The fact that it took them this long to make this movie though is wild to me. Like yeah. that this wasn't you know a movie in the mid two thousands. And I'm glad it wasn't. But no, I don't yeah. think anybody could have done what what Margot Robbie no. did with this, or or no. what Allison Janney did with this. No. No, bless her. Oh my God, amazing. she's amazing. The role of a lifetime, right? So she was. At, I mean, she's one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I the screenwriter was talking about it and he he's very good friends with Allie Jennings they're like they've been close for a long time and he helped her get some of her earlier roles like in um what's the way way back and some of those yeah and um he had been begging people to take her on as a lead for such a long time but she just kept getting put in the back as the drunk funny one or like the crazy aunt or whatever they just kept putting her in the background and he finally was like fine I'm gonna write a role for Allie Jennings so this role wasn't like this was specifically written for her to start in it which i think is just great because then she won an oscar yeah which she totally deserves a lifetime oh. achievement for best supporting actress honestly because like good lord <laughs> i mean it's not ali jenning anymore that is she yeah. is fully into that character yeah. which by the way i mean you kind of see it at, i think in the end when they're listing off like where they are they are now it kind of lists that they don't really know where the mom is yeah it took them they actually before they did the interviews with the mom they thought she was dead nobody knew really? who this woman was they genuinely thought she was dead and then she kind of disappeared and they're like hey <laughs> i guess we'll interview you Hello? but she uh she's like she's just this wild person and i don't think i mean they still don't know where she is now so 
That's nuts. Yep. <laughs> it's so very weird. Everything about the whole story and situation, every person in it is so unique and weird. And oh, that's not like just the best friend alone. Well, real quick, <laughs> real quick. Sean, out of 100, Sorry. Candace. Out of 100. Me? Um, I'd probably say 87. 87? It's, that's yeah. lower than I expected. Yeah. I think <laughs> I've got a, I love, I mean, I love this movie. There's so much I love about it, but there's certain things that I, uh, I always look for and like things like that that really am i gonna re-watch this probably i've already watched it a ton of times but there's other movies that like are my go-to's when i re-watch and i don't know if i'd put this one that high hey fair so. tyler what's up uh this has been on my like regular rewatch list i've probably seen it four or five times now since i saw it in theaters uh it is i i couldn't list a top five sports movies like like it's not something i have framed in front of me like these are the end all be all but i would say this is in my top five sports movies uh yeah. 95 there you go he thinks about this movie all the time like like it I love it, it comes up so frequently and honestly that's why I haven't watched it because I knew he was eventually going to get me to watch it for the show so I wanted that like first time um but he thinks about this movie so much I do I think it's because there's just so many unanswered questions about it and like I, I knew the, I knew the story a little but like when you actually see it and my favorite part of the whole movie I think is at the end where they show the legit interviews and those actors weren't they weren't going crazy like sometimes when you see like a, a remake or just yeah. uh, people doing they they act up or they like just to dramatize right. it they were not acting up they were spot on with how weird these people are that surround tanya yes the, like the quite whole literally just wants to skate existed in was yeah just full of crazy people nobody thought that this crime could have been committed by these two the two biggest boobs in a, <laughs> in a story populated entirely by boobs <laughs> it's, it's true yeah it's true. sean is just i could go on about sean that actor did oh my god the, the person playing him that performance is legendary yeah uh paul walter hauser he's he's been in so much since this too and every time i see him i love him on screen oh, i believe he's it he's such an, an entertaining actor he was just in the cruella remake which i've actually watched a couple times now because i thoroughly enjoy it i have I not seen also it watched it a couple times oh it's really enjoyable it's really, i think really good. and he plays um forrest perfect yes. casting and Perfect he was casting. in Black Klansman, To Five Bloods, Beats. Yep. He's done some good shit. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, bless him. He's doing Man. a good job. But oh. this is such a good movie, though. I like I, I cannot stress how blessed I am to live in the same world as Margot Robbie. Like, she just I, continues to amaze every time she comes yeah. on screen. I want to I was thinking about Margot Robbie and I want to say this and I don't want to I want to be very careful how I say this. Margot Robbie could be like Megan Fox in Transformers in every movie that she's in. Like she is so incredibly blessed and so incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And she yeah. continues to take these potentially hyper-sexualized roles and turn them into like real, yeah. raw people. And it's it's a very cool to watch. Like I think you very yeah. easily could have played Tanya Harding, probably not Tanya Harding so much, but you could have played Tanya Harding sexier. You definitely could have played Harley Quinn as oh, a yeah. sex icon. And she just yeah. didn't. She just didn't. Yeah. And I think... Like she did the Wolf of Wall Street thing and she was like, look, I can do it. I'm the best at it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I did it. It's over. Now we're going to do yeah. real cool stories. And that's what I love about Margot Robbie. She's insane. And I honestly, I love, she's got her own production company, Lucky Chap. They're one of the producers of this film and so many amazing films. Um, Promising Young Woman is one of their most recent ones. Oh, I know. And, and the decision uh, not to I'm, put herself in the lead of that movie, I think, is one of her all-time. Oh, she could have done She could have done it. It would have been fantastic. But to like, to let Carrie Mulligan shine in that role. Oh, God. She just 
Uh, I could go that movie. Oh, I've rewatched that a couple. That's actually a top movie. That for movie me now, blew honestly. me away for sure. And it had it had twists I wasn't expecting, and like it ends. And, and they like, just they just yeah. said the damn thing, right? Like they just they said the damn thing. <laughs> Tyler, you gotta watch this movie. I know I haven't yeah. seen that. One. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my god. Oh, it's it won best screenplay for for a reason. Yeah, for a reason. It is so craft. It's crafted. It's oh my god! It's lovely, but honestly, like I just I applaud Margot as an actress, but also as a producer and someone who's trying to pave the way for a lot of women in the entertainment industry. She, I mean, Lucky Chap, a lot of their films are female centric. If yeah. you look at the cast and the the production teams, she's really, I mean, her her company's amazing, and, and I just love that she has started something for a reason and to get more women in this industry. It's I just I, I love everything about her. Yeah, she's incredible. She's I and and like nobody has a bad thing to say about her ever like there's because we don't even have to have conversations of like oh is she really like that because it's clearly she is like yeah. she's just that kind of person and she's australian which is oh even constantly better. wild to me because her she pulls off american better than americans 99 percent of the time yeah and like she's that playing this like backwoods woman from right. portland and like you don't even register for a second that there's there's one moment where the child actor who plays young tanya says something with an australian accent in this entire movie and it's like it could have been you know, just sort of a backwoods thing. But I yeah. caught it watching it this time around. And I was like, huh, wait, that's not Margot Robbie. <laughs> I was gonna say because that she's an American child actor. Oh, I'm sure she is. Yeah, I, <laughs> but it just like it had the hint. Of it had this little hint of like, oh yeah. no, oh no, sorry, no, Chloe, but a condensation. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. that guy's TikToks are so good. We're oh <laughs> so good. Um, ah. Uh, what? Nothing. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, this is just this, mulling over the movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this story is so fascinating, though. Like, it is truly one of the all time great sports stories just because we don't know, right? Like, nobody will, nobody will just say what happened, right? No. This script makes a heck of a case. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> makes it a does. heck of a case for our girl, Tanya Harding. And I think framing it, it through, framing the movie through the interviews is one of the greatest decisions they could have possibly made. I mean. Oh, that's that's one of my notes on my phone. It, my favorite like editing aspect is the fourth wall breaks meshed into the yes. interviews. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're so cool. They're so cool. And just going back and forth. I love the part where like he's describing something and she just jumps in with the gun and she's like, this didn't happen, but shoots the thing anyway. Yeah. Cause <laughs> just it really makes you question quick... like what did happen? And she, she cuts uh, one of them off like mid sentence. It's like, let me just tell you something about Nancy Kerrigan. Okay. We were friends. <laughs> and then, Oh, the, that line specifically. Cause she does it again at the end. It's not a cutoff though. She just, she comes back and she says, let me tell you something about Nancy Kerrigan. And it's a completely different tone and delivery. Yeah. Uh, just bookends the story so well. And I, I love that line. I love how especially the, at the end, the script does such a good job of making you be like, I, I noticed this because I've seen it a few times the first time around being like, yeah, Tanya really probably didn't know what was going on. But then the more you watch it and you listen to specifically what she was saying, it's like, no, Tanya's a self-centered jerk too. Like she yeah. really is as selfish as her mom is telling her she is. Right. But her mom is wrong for saying it for sure. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, oh my Tanya's God. not, 
even if Tanya is innocent, she's not innocent. Yeah. yeah, stepping back, I mean, like, as a skater, if you see somebody go up to the judges after like that, like, I know he, I know someone who's done that. Levy, t- like, he, I mean, well, he waited till the, after the event was done, but like, storming up and yelling at the judges like that, that's not, I mean, that's not okay. Do you have a fur coat? I, Do I, have a fur? I don't have a fur coat. Figure skating's a summer, or roller figure skating. We're a summer sport, so, uh. <laughs> No fur coats. Do you have like it's a fur definitely. Fanny pack or... Oh, I, I mean, I got plenty of fanny packs. <laughs> so let's let's talk about skating for a minute. Let's talk about the yeah. world of skating because this sport is the notorious like drama sport. You know, and it, and partially because of this this event for sure. This and gymnastics, I think. Yeah. But like. You just hear about the horrible things that especially these young girls go through as young figure skaters. And what? so what let's tell us your story. What is it? What was yeah. it like for you? Did you have a horrible when, mom that cussed at you when you were four and made you no. figure skate? When you were when you were galulied. OK, when, <laughs> when your leg was broken two weeks before the Olympics, did you, you know skate anyway? You know what's funny is that nobody says glue That's some BS. Everyone says, oh, like, like don't get Tanya Harding. Yeah. Like, it's right. no one mentions glue That's stupid. Everyone, you, you just say Tanya There's Harding. There's so many he songs. He was self-centered, too, right? So he wanted, yeah. he wanted it yeah. to be him. It would have made him happy it, if it was him. As... Yeah. As B.O.B. once said in a song like 10 years ago, going to hit her with that pipe. Call that Nancy Kerrigan. Uh-huh. Yep. Poetry. <laughs> Poetry. Uh- <laughs> Beautiful. But no, I. That sounds like I a sex was- thing. It definitely is. That's what hit her with <laughs> that is. pipe means. <laughs> Gross. No, that was, he was talking about assault on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, I was fortunate enough. I, I had a great, both my parents were figure skaters, roller figure skaters. They uh, met at a competition. The story is actually fantastic. Um, my mom was judging. My dad walked in and was kind of just staring at her. And the gay judge next to my mom goes, Oh my God, I think he's staring at me. He was not. <laughs> he was looking at my mom. <laughs> And um, afterwards, the rink owner who, um, he, I mean, he just walked, introduced them, was like, you better take her out on a date, whatever that led down the line. They dated, they skated together um, for a while. And then eventually had my sister and I, they let us try all sports. We were not just, they didn't just plop us into skating and say, this is what you're doing. We actually, I tried just about anything you can imagine. I gravitated towards skating. It's just kind of where everything led. And we had family and friends and because my parents had been in it, we knew everyone and it was something that just happened but um I grew up with great coaches I again I got really lucky my sister and I um the rink we trained at had two coaches or a handful of coaches from Brazil okay um that they were just here for about 10 years and they taught my sister and I for a long time and were fantastic and we grew up surrounded by culture and um friends it was a really good environment honestly and we I never had any issues like that it was it's more the the stress of other competitors and what you see at competition and what you see winning like for me um that's what kind of led up to like my personal issues in the sport when I was 13 I was hospitalized with an eating disorder Hmm. which isn't wasn't great I was in the hospital for about two and a half weeks and uh, that's honestly that's a whole other genre of movies that need to be done better (laughs) anything about eating disorders yes but um there's a couple decent ones but uh one that is for free on youtube right now i'll look up the name later but it's a great movie um but it honestly like it was a rough experience and it had nothing to do with my coaches telling me i needed to lose weight or anything like that it at, at the end of the day it just came up 
it came about from a handful of things, mainly stressors and me wanting to be better and seeing a lot of girls in the, the events be skinnier. I was always a bit more muscularly built. I was a bit, which was good. I was stronger, but at the same time, like my body looked different. So that added up. And I mean, when you're that age, you're trying to be more independent. So I would pack my own lunches and I would just skimp on things and was able to do things and get away with it. And then I didn't get away with it anymore. So it happens, but I, I see it. I see it with a lot of coaches that are very old fashioned. Some keep scales in the ring. Some play mind games and compare you to the other people that you're practicing with. And I mean, I have athletes right now that I'm coaching that have gone through a lot of trauma. They left their previous coaches for me. And it's just they're in situations where I have to like let them know like you're okay. You don't have to like, be afraid of weight gain. You don't have to be afraid of not training hard enough or not doing better at the end of the day. What matters is that you're happy with your performance. I don't care if you get the gold. I don't care if you go to worlds. Like, of course I care, but I want you to be happy with your performance and you to be growing as a skater and be happy with that. So there's a lot of backwards thinking in the sport where of course you want to have the best athletes. You want to have the best system. You want to train strong people but if you're breaking down the their mental health if you're just putting all everything at risk for the sake of having a really strong athlete who's only going to last three years because you burn them out real fast yeah you're not from a business perspective that's dumb from a personal perspective that's cruel yeah i I think a lot about like the nfl like that the person who plays football right now that is the happiest to be playing football was drafted 199th in the year 2000 Uh uh-huh and has won seven Super Bowl rings. And like to be the best, you can play for 21 years and you can be Tom Brady. You don't have to destroy yourself. Yeah. Like he's the greatest of all time because he he's disciplined and he eats smart and he's, you know, he doesn't eat all sorts of stuff, but he's happy doing it and he's not destroying his life doing so. Yep. Uh, it's a huge difference in athletes when you really just, I mean, it, it's about taking care of yourself and liking what you do. If you're not enjoying it, if you're not doing it for the love of the sport, or for the love of self growth, like you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. You might as well sell I car mean, insurance. Exactly. If which do is, a thing you hate, like. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Might as well just work in customer service. That's a dig at myself. I work in customer service. <laughs> yeah, everybody, let's all be nice to ourselves uh, real quick. Okay? <laughs> hey, I stopped selling car insurance because I was hey, miserable. I was promoted out of customer service, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just just yeah, yeah. say it louder for the gymnastics federations in the back, though. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it was really nice at this last Olympics. Um, I mean, you saw you saw a lot of things happen, especially in gymnastics yeah. with Simone Biles and everything. But you saw a coach out there for those gymnastics girls that was there for the girls. They weren't there for the medals yeah. or the prestige. You saw a coach out there that was leading the team to self-satisfaction, which is just totally different. You didn't see the like the smug faces on girls like when they get the silver medal. The, you didn't see the that. Michaela you saw, is that is that a dig at Michaela? Um well not just Michaela. Nancy does it at the end of this movie too. Okay. Like, I think Nancy has a little bit of reason to be upset about silver. Oh, because yeah, if you're Nancy Kerrigan and two weeks ago your leg wasn't bashed in by a baton, maybe you would have gotten gold. I don't know. I think Nancy's reasonably upset still. Yeah, fair enough. And honestly, I mean, I've been on the podium and looked a little upset before too. So you do your best, but like, especially when you built up so much, like it is pretty hard when you don't quite get your goals. But I mean, at the end of the day too, I have to remind myself and remind my skaters, like that's not what it's about. It's about the learning experience and growing as a person. And I mean, I, I take myself as an example a lot with my skaters because I mean, what I do specifically in, in skating, I list the dance. 
I've done other disciplines too. And those are the ones I've made it to worlds in, but dance is my passion. So a couple of years ago, I quit the other disciplines so I could focus on dance. And this was, I mean, I've competed in this for nine years and still not made the team and my passion and what I'm passionate about. And other people are like, well, you could just go back to the other events that you made the world team in. And I was like, yeah, but I don't like those. I don't love those. I don't enjoy competing. Those. Also, you did it. Also, yeah. I did it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did like, I do it great at Worlds? Not quite, but you know, I did my best. You and- know what, Candice? Yeah. I went to States for swimming when I was a junior in high school on a technicality. But you know what? That was 11 years ago, and I still talk about it. I, so. nice. I never won a damn thing, and I'm a stay-at-home podcaster, and I'm perfectly happy. <laughs> Actually, Ethan, you won nice. a pewter cup in marching, in, in, in symphonic. I sure right? did. It's right here, so I can remind oh, you of it you every oh time. <laughs> That's so good. Yes. He, yes. <laughs> there was, I just to recap the story, there's a pewter cup that Ethan won. Okay. A lot of people, in fact, every senior in the band got one, except for me. And I was one of three students going to college for music. I'm going to get that, that pewter cup tattooed on the inside of my arm, like the Olympic rings. <laughs> Please do. Can you get the little date by it, yeah. too? I just figure out what date you oh, got it's, it. It's, no, it's written it's, on the... It's, on it. it's like Perfect. June 8th, 2011. Yeah, it's only legit if you put the date. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I've learned. A I lot just, of, like, I have friends that have gotten, like, the dates of when they won medals tattooed. I'm like, so it's only legit if you have the date. Do you have do you have any date tattoos? No, no, I've not won anything significant enough for me to be like I have to have this on my body at all times. I must remember. This Literally, moment. if I'm... I won a five k, I would make a full sleeve out of it at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can win a five k. You want to win a five k? Uh, sure. We could get you get to, to win training. A 5K. Come on, yeah. I got. We got this. <laughs> Candace and I we will can, coach. We can you. get there. Absolutely. Fair. Okay. I'll be down. I'll, 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 you know, if I ever win a 5K, I, I will get a tattoo. Please. Give me another reason to put something on my body. I say How actively sitting here have? trying not to pick a scab off. <laughs> How I many tattoos do you have? Seven. He has, he's, this, he's, one's, this one's five days old. He's right the there. painted man. Yeah. Nice. They're going to make a TLC show. Oh, also, listeners, I got a new tattoo since last time you saw me. <laughs> or viewers. Listeners, you can't see me. I did get a new tattoo. It's a lantern. Yeah. It's for the That's Adventure good. Zone amnesty. Nope. What's it for? Uh, it's a uh, memento for my dad. I love we it. were both going to get him at one point, and now he has passed away before we could do it. So I went ahead and got it. He was a big yeah. fan of the Adventure Zone amnesty. <laughs> uh, it's a no, long story. Wasn't. Um, <laughs> but he was a Tanya Harding stan. He was a Tanya Harding truther for Tell sure. Tell me about this. My so this is exactly the cut. Like my dad was, he loved watching stupid stuff like this on TV. Like when all this was happening, he would have been glued to the television. Um, yeah. it was the same with like you know the OJ Simpson manhunt and all that. Like anytime crap. Hold like on. This, Where did Russell stand on OJ? Oh, he knew OJ Simpson was guilty. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. 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 cool, cool. Yeah. No, he was not. An, he's not an OJ Simpson stand. Um, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Wait. A minute. No, 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 no. But he fully, fully, because he would talk about it every time the Winter Olympics came up. And we would watch figure skating. And he'd just be like, you know, I didn't like the way they did Tanya Harding. And I would be like, didn't she do? And he's like, no, no, she didn't. Like, okay, okay, Dad, sure thing. It was a really harsh sentence, honestly. For sure. And yeah, to I, see like the guys get such a soft sentence. a lifetime ban. Like, let me. So that was a bad thing. The worst thing that happened in this movie is Jeff Galuli would Jeff? Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Galuli would beat out of Tanya constantly. And there's some like debate as to whether or not that happened. He he denies it. But the screenwriter makes Jeff this evil person by making him beat the 
out of Tanya constantly. And I'll, I'll take Tanya's side on this one. Uh, yeah. Jeff doesn't beat the shit out of Sean. Yeah. That's the worst thing that happens in the movie. He is damn that, should sure have. Uh, wow, that was not English. He should have. Right. Like, if you're going <laughs> to be this domestic abuser, you have to fight Sean, too. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you should have not hit Tanya and still hit Sean. You probably shouldn't have hit. Nobody should have hit anybody. Okay, if nobody, nobody should have hit. If nobody enough. hit anybody, Tanya Harding wins gold. I don't oh, know yeah. if Tanya Harding wins if gold. Her mom, if her mom, if her mom, if her mom didn't throw a knife at her. Oh god, that scene. That scene when everything just stops. Yeah, and the knife is in her arm. I don't know how your Alice and Janney would say any of those lines with a straight face. It's like you I do I, it with a bird on your shoulder. I go back to her and uh, J.K. Simmons being the parents in Juno, like the world's most supportive people and like I think about him being in in whiplash and her being in this movie and I'm like this is so wild like that either of these human beings can say the these lines range. with a straight face yeah the range is yeah. outstanding those that is acting yeah those are actors they're good too but it's who would have thought Sebastian yeah. Stan had that in him oh I would my have. god Actually, I wouldn't have. When I went into this, I was like, Sebastian Stan, he's the Marvel guy. Yeah, he's the and Winter Soldier. This, and I left this and I nope. was like, I am Stan Stan now. You're Stan. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's fantastic. And I mean, just from the first moment, he, like he talks, the first interview you hear him talk, that's not Sebastian Stan. It doesn't sound like no. it. He is fully just into this character and I love it. Because he's unrecognized. There's some actors you get on screen. Melissa McCarthy. That's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. There's there's no there's no differentiating. But that was like he's on screen. That wasn't him. Even though it looked like him, he, the only difference was really the mustache. Like that wasn't him. With Ali Jennings, like she's in the makeup and the prosthetics, and you she's physically looks like a different character as well as acts like someone totally different. With him, like he still looks like Sebastian Stan, but that is it's not. He's no. He does such a good job of being someone that is totally separate from the. That's character. Jeff Galuli. Yeah. And you know what got me to see this movie is Sebastian Stan. Showed up on like my Instagram recommended, and I was like, "Oh, that's the Winter Soldier guy." So I clicked follow, and there's a spider on my. Head. Oh no! Kill it! Uh, I'm gonna kill it with this copy of The Hobbit. Nice. Dead. Uh, and like that day, he posted an Instagram story where they were shooting the scene where he walks into the training center, and he goes, "Hey, Tanya!" You. <laughs> oh my so god! Good. That I laughed out loud at that scene, <laughs> and that was like my only context for this whole story was like. <laughs> At some point, Sebastian Stan will walk into an ice skating rink and yell at Margot Robbie. Yeah. And that's all I needed to know. And that's why yeah. I saw this movie. In she theaters. won't take his calls. So he just drives up there, walks in, yells that and walks back out. Uh, the whole the whole montage of that drive just makes you hate Sean more and more. Yeah. As it goes on, I'm like, God, this why is he still operatives. here? I've got these operatives. When he's like without the shirt eating the chips and they're just oh my god, I just can't. He's his character is so gross and annoying and it's like why i love when margot or when tanya just stands up to him and tells him as it is or she's like you're a virgin who still lives with his parents that nobody likes i'm like she said it I'm glad someone did <laughs> like she just goes after him uh and then he doesn't even fixate on what she says she says something about like each and he's like oh you each she's like that's that's what you focus on that's what you got out of that that's what you got out of my lecture. Okay. It's fish to fry, not to fry. Yeah. yeah. To fry is a meal that's best served never. never. <laughs> this is a great line. <laughs> 
Oh man, this movie, so, the, the writing in this movie think, is so snappy and great, like, it, it, and the delivery and the editing, like, the, the, the scenes where they're, where Jeff and Tanya have their interviews on screen at the same time, and like, he'll be saying something from a completely different room, and she's like rolling her eyes at him. It's so good. It's so good. Like, because they, they say, there's one where they go, everything changed. Oh yeah, they the say it at the same axle. time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the editing is just phenomenal in this. I mean, I one thing I remembered before I even rewatched the movie, one thing that I did fully remember was that tracking shot after she leaves and it goes to the house and you see Sebastian stand in different rooms, like kind of dealing with her leaving. That tracking shot out of the house and then down the street is just fantastic. Freaking awesome. It's really cool shot. I remembered it and as soon as it was coming, I was like, oh, that shot's coming. The tracking shot's coming. <laughs> I love it. I, it. I, I love it. Here we go. <laughs> But it, it's uh, there's just so many great editing things they use, and even the the editing for the figure skating itself. Because sometimes you can edit figure skating, and it looks like absolute garbage. They they did a really good job of getting in close and moving out at kind of the right times, enough too to cut away to like when it wasn't Margot and when it was the stunt double. And I would have thought figure... that it was always a stunt double. No, there's a couple things like Margot did actually learn skating. She took lessons, and she actually put on. Uh, weight and muscle for the role so that she could physically like resemble her more right smargo's smargo's like this and tanya is muscle so she put i think she said she put on about like 30 pounds of muscle and weight just so that she could do like do the character justice that's some real christian it's bale like, shit right there it is i'm like especially because it wasn't just like oh i just ate a lot it was like no she put on yeah. muscle and she learned she learned enough about figure skating that she could do some of the stuff. Of course, not the tricks, but she could move around and properly at least do the beginning of the routines. Like I know I can tell as like someone who likes film and also a figure skater where they cut and they change it. But there's some stuff. Even my sister who was watching earlier with me today was like, oh, she actually learned how to do that. I was like, yeah, you can see that. I was like, there, that's cool. There was only one time and it was during one of like the, the big stunts where I was like, oh, the CGI is not great here where they've got Margo's face on the, on the double's body. But there's only it, it only happens once it's yeah. towards the end and but other than that yeah i mean i noticed a couple times with the kids with the younger ones um the cgi was a little funky at the beginning and there's only as a skater no one else in the world would know this but there's only one moment where i was like ah that stunt double's definitely wearing the wrong boots um <laughs> <laughs> the boots the boots she's wearing are super modern and i'm like ah not that it fully matters but those right boots didn't exist. <laughs> this 11 million I'm dollar movie produced for and by women <laughs> how dare they how dare like, they how could you be wearing these skates that came out a couple years it's ago? wild because everything else is like super period appropriate like they did a very oh, yeah. good job of that tanya yeah. harding sold the world on these like purple and black windbreakers yeah. while being the world's <laughs> the biggest enemy yeah yeah oh yeah my mom i think i was born and my mom was wearing that windbreaker <laughs> my god <laughs> oh man Oh yeah, the windbreakers. It's a lot of fashion choices in this movie. Um, actually, one one of the cringiest parts is um, teenage Margot Robbie and teenage Sebastian Stan. The very beginning oh, yeah. when they're starting to flirt together. At oh my god, I mean it's pretty spot on to the uncomfortableness of being fifteen. Sure, which I commend. Any any movie that accurately portrays fifteen or Tanya anything Harding. in the teenage. Margot Robbie is, wearing the same rabbit fur coat that young Tanya was wearing in that scene. Yep. Gold. The braces, fire. 
Um, the awkward conversation, amazing. How Again, they, how do they do that? How do they do braces for a movie? How do uh, they do they like? Do you actually have to get braces, or is it like a prosthetic? No, it's like a it's like a retainer. Okay. So it like goes in and it just sits. Uh, to my knowledge, I don't think they actually get braces. I, it, that I'm would be wild. Sure. Yeah, if they were like, yeah, let me glue this crap on your teeth real quick. Yeah, I mean, maybe the committed crazy ones. That, that sounds like a Christian Bale thing, but um, I think no, it's, it's just a retainer that slides in, so it looks like you're wearing it. Oh, Christian Bale um, would absolutely just get regular braces. Like he'd be like, I probably could have used them anyway. <laughs> He's British, so he yeah, definitely wouldn't. Right. He'd be like, Oh no, I'm from London. Yeah. Old chaps. This is how we look. Yeah. No, it's uh, I I think that seems great. Honestly, again, any movie that can accurately portray the uncomfortableness of fifteen, like you see, like the teen movies where like it's just overly played and like no one actually acts like that in high school and middle school. Sure. Um, and then you see like scenes like this or movies like eighth grade where you're like, this is spot on to how absolutely uncomfortable this experience yeah, is. Yeah, there's a there's a spectrum of things. And on one end, you have like this movie and the other end, you have like Outer Banks. And it just yeah, there's there's some people that don't know how to write or portray high school kids. Teenagers. No. The Secret Life no. of the American Teenager. Glee. Glee. No. I think one of my favorite shows right now on uh, in general, but also for like these coming of age stories that are accurate. I, I, I love Big Mouth. I'm a huge Big Mouth Big fan. Mouth on Netflix? It is, The yes. one where like you have like a period demon? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hormone monsters. It's honestly, I mean, it's a, it's a cringy show for a reason it is so uncomfortable but at the same time when the first the show first came out um i was working at a coffee shop and my manager liked it too and we're talking about it he's just like he's like my favorite episodes are the ones about the girls and i'm like why he's like is that what it's like he's like is that accurate i'm like oh 100 percent. like they're nailing it on the head that is the experience and he's like i'm so sorry who would have thought nick curl knew what it was like to be a teenage girl right (laughs) no it's because they got they got a diverse group working on that so you've got such good people that know what they're talking about but like i asked him in return i'm like is that it for the guys like is that really what he's like yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah, he's like two a team. Hundred percent. So it's I shows that just nail it where you're watching and you're like, I'm uncomfortable, but it's I'm only uncomfortable because I know that this is what I lived through already. Yeah, yeah. And that's the scene in I Tanya, like rewatching it. I was like, God, I forgot how uncomfortable this scene is, but it's pretty freaking accurate. <laughs> it's pretty spot on to the experience of being 15. Did you awkward. go on that date? Is that like you've said this a few times? Was that your first date? Were you there? Like, was this how your first date was when you were 15? No. Um, my first date was to a movie theater and it was so uncomfortable. I like sat like this the whole time. What did you see? Hold on. Now I want to know. <laughs> um, oh, shit. What's that movie called? Um, it's the ones with the one with Hugh Jackman and the robots. Real Steel. Real Steel. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're, we talk about this movie way too often. <laughs> it comes up all the time. <laughs> so real steel and it was such an i was so uncomfortable i was a freshman this guy was a junior and like i i don't know and he made like after the movie like we saw the movie and then left and then my dad picked me up like there was god nothing it was a very dry date but he made some very uncomfortable comment like my dad's picking me up because i was a lot shorter than him he was like he said something that i was like i really hope i never have to hear a man say this again to me but he was it was something on long lines of like, oh, it probably looks like I like kidnapped you and like had bad intentions for you. And I was like, oh God. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, mm. dad drive faster. Like yeah. <laughs> I could see him at the end of the block. I'm like, hurry up. 
I want to go. I'm done. I'd rather have <laughs> so that was my first date. Yeah, it was. God. It was rough. We but we were in college really while watch. you were on that date. Fun fact: we were seeing that movie in college. Yeah, we were. Yeah, Hunter a, had I'm that truck. Yeah, that our, our friend Hunter had that truck from that one scene, really? and he was like, "Yo, you gotta, you guys gotta go see this movie with me. It's got my truck in it." And it was like, like we thought it was gonna be like this, like heavily featured, like Hugh Jackman's truck. Like, no, there's a scene where they're at like a diner, and there's a shot of the parking lot, and a truck that looks kind of like his is in the parking lot, and that's it. That's the whole Hunter. I know you listen to this show. I thank you for sharing that moment with us. Yeah, I would not trade that moment for the world. Ethan, what was your first movie date? Uh, Happy Feet, right? Was it with me? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure that it was, was Happy not my Feet. First. It was not my Wait, first. You were with... Good movie. What? So if that wasn't your no, first, I said what that was your first? I think that I said that was my first. That, so it was you and Emma and me and Sarah. Yes. Yeah, what a weird time. Sarah's married to our best friend. <laughs> it was either that, either that was the first one, or it was the, the, the Christmas movie that we saw the with Matthew oh. Broderick. Oh, what was that? Oh my God, what was that movie called? Hang on. Hang on. It's Matthew Broderick. It's about it's. Uh, is this the one where they're like? They, yeah, they have the like Christmas light the, wars. Yeah, yeah. Competing with the neighbors with the Christmas. Oh, lights. oh, um, oh. You're gonna say it's got Deck Danny the halls. DeVito. Yeah, I love Betty that Broderick movie. That's and Danny DeVito. Good. Yeah, Deck the halls. Underrated oh Christmas God. movie. Underrated Christmas movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen That's it funny. since that day. That yeah, that was. Oh, you the should last rewatch. Time. I probably should. should. It can't be worse you than should. the Santa Claus. Oh yeah, maybe that'll be. Part Your of opinions on the Santa Christmas. Claus are hysterical to me, but also eye-opening. And I was like, dang, I just treat this as a Christmas classic because I watched it so much growing up. There but, are uh, so many good Christmas classics. Why must you treat that one as? Yeah, well? I don't know. I like <laughs> watch that when you can watch. Thoughts on I still think it's wild that I saw Elf in theaters because that is like the single movie out of the, the that generation of movies has been chosen to be the classic. Yeah, I, I, I like I the Santa love- Claus. Like I, I, if you like it, I'm perfectly okay with that opinion. I well, I mean, rewatching one, there's a couple things that they do right. Like the the title is a pun. Yeah, that's always that's, good. that's we, always good. You yeah. win me with that. You win me with a good pun. And I love Tim out. I love the the sets and the way it looks at Santa's workshop. I love the elves. Everything about that like aspect, the magical aspect of it, I like. Did you have a crush on the like the absolutely Bernard? Bernard, (laughs) The goth Jewish elf. Yeah. Absolutely, I did. (laughs) The guy the guy from numbers. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely I did. Like, uh, I'll tell you what, as, you know, as a child, when that movie came out, it ruined my ability to spell Santa Claus for at least a decade. Because I was never sure whether or not it was supposed to have the E. Is it? Probably mine. No. It Santa Claus is... That's the pun. A Claus. C-L-A-U-S. Yeah. Klaus. Santa S- 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 Claus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that is a movie Klaus. that needs to go down in history. I, makes me cry. That's a film. My yeah. first movie date, since nobody asked, was to see The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. There you go, guys. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Wow. No, we saved the best for last. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that's what it was. Mamma Mia with Raven Simone. Okay. It was. Is Raven Simone in that? Yes. I, I actually haven't seen it, which I feel like is a girl crime, but it, when I was. You would have been an infant age, when that movie came out, basically. Yeah. How old well, are no, you? I mean, I'm 24. You would have been in like second grade. Yeah. I was like, I know people that saw it, like girls that loved it. I think second grade. Hold on. Let me think back to second grade Candace. I, so I had phases, guys. When I was little. I was obsessed with Pokemon. 
like yeah same obsessed i dressed as ash ketchum for halloween and made my sister be pikachu nice it's one of my it's a prized possession i keep the picture on my phone because it's too good not to oh that's amazing i have have, like pokemon like velcro sandals and a pikachu watch like fully decked out i was hardcore um i collected cards everything and then i had a tonal switch at one point and i was completely obsessed my favorite color was hot pink with sparkles I collected Barbies, Littlest Pet Shops, anything hot pink. Like God, I haven't thought about a Littlest Pet Shop. <laughs> that, that's I, an unlocked memory I, right there. <laughs> Good God. So many. I had so many. So just Pokemon, <laughs> but pink. <laughs> yeah, pretty Yeah, Pokemon much. for yeah. girls, yeah. I loved it. Um, and then, like, I went back to kind of being sort of a tomboy. So despite doing a very, like, feminine, sparkly sport, I am probably, like, the biggest tomboy style person like i'm not super girly in the slightest but I know um, the jocks at my school were all big pokemon fans too so i get you yeah <laughs> i'm i'm still a pokemon fan i didn't know that that was supposed to stop I'm no it didn't i got years now uh, i redownloaded pokemon go like about a year ago during covid and i was like this is a good choice for me i <laughs> I can't do Pokemon Go, man. I can't do it. Once I I got a dog and was getting my steps in. I don't live in Santa Barbara. I live in a neighborhood that was just built. And there's no Uh Pokestops here. I don't think my street's on the Pokemon Go map. Okay. So I can't just like every day be like, oh yeah, let me get all my my stuff. No, I go to my office where there's also no Pokestops. The freaking when I when they first downloaded Pokemon Go, the sushi restaurant next to my office was a gym. Ooh, Jealous. That's dangerous. Yeah. Saying you're gonna eat there all the time. Well, and you could probably just that do gym. It for, yeah, I could just do it for my desk. Like Oh, that's even better. That's even that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So but I was never that into it, honestly. I don't know why. It didn't it didn't catch my attention. Yeah. I started it when it came out and like that's it's the summer of twenty sixteen when everyone was going outside and <laughs> Playing Pokemon Go. I don't know. There was like harmony in that summer. Well, there was it magic was... <laughs> in that summer for sure. Yeah, there was yeah, magic. And then honestly, 16. oh yeah. When I uh, summer sixteen came I out re- in March. By the way, I do just want to say that. Well, yeah, yeah. it was preparing us for yeah. summer sixteen. Of course, I had to put you into the mindset of summer so that you'd listen to it all summer and you'd make more money. Out front, four season, looking like a damn football team. <laughs> But I just remember I like that how beautiful that summer was. And then um, when I re-downloaded it last year, like the last Pokemon I had caught was in 2016. Like I didn't play it for very long until someone told me to re-download it. Um, but yeah, honestly, like I wasn't a big gamer growing up. I just love Pokemon. I lived with Pokemon. Were you like into the anime or like? I loved the movies and the TV show. Um, I played some of the games, not too many, like the DS games. And right, right, right. I didn't play on Game Boy, but I had my DS. But I uh, I don't know, like now as an adult, I think the closest I'll get to playing the games again is Pokemon Go. I don't think I'll get, I don't have a, uh, I'm coming into possession of a Switch soon, but mainly because I just want to play Mario. You're Kart. adopting a I, Switch. I highly I am. recommend my friend, my friend owning a Switch. Switch. Yeah. No, my friend, my friend somehow has an extra one. I was like, do you want it? I'm like, uh, sure. Do I pay you? She's like, yeah, you got it. Like, Mario Kart 8 is a great game. <laughs> I, I miss Mario Kart back in the day with my Wii and the my steering wheel. I dominated. Uh, I wouldn't say I dominated that game. I often would be looking at the wrong screen and be like, I'm winning. And then my guy's in the corner going off the edge over and over and over again. I, it's an easy mistake to make, especially if is. you're intoxicated. Yeah, I, I that wasn't my. I, I was like, I don't Mario. think that was my issue. Yeah, what she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, we played this past weekend, and I still won every race despite being very intoxicated. But then we played Mario Party, and I was like, when you drink while playing Mario Kart, you get more intoxicated, okay? Because the races mm-hmm. take like two and a half minutes, but oh, you yeah. finish a drink in each race. Don't yep. drink, kids. <laughs> Okay, don't drink Candace, by the way. Oh, there's yours with the white claw. <laughs> uh, but anyway, by the time we got to Mario Party, uh, I don't know for sure that I picked Monty Mole is how... You picked Monty I Mole. I think I did. Yeah. Did I? Okay. He's a Monty Mole stan. I am, yeah, I'm a Monty Mole guy. Through. If you ever played Mario Party, the newest one, there's a character in it named Monty Mole. I have no idea what he's even from, but I'm a Monty Mole guy through and through. I want to look up what Monty Mole looks like. Oh my God. I see why. He's freaking adorable. Right? Because it's not about... In Mario Party, it's not about what the characters look like because they all have a different dice block. And his block yeah. does suck. His block sucks. Well, yeah. that's like me picking like Kirby every every time I play Smash Bros. Like I just like playing Kirby. I dude. So I feel like there's better characters, but Tyler's I Tyler's like a Smash Kirby. Shamer. I'm not a Smash um, Shamer. He plays no. Kirby. I don't care. I've lost my copy of Smash for the Switch. The one I bought and, him for Christmas. Yeah. No. This has come up a few times on the podcast recently, and uh, I want to buy it again, but it's not free, man. It's not, That's but sad. you also have never paid for it. That's true. I have never paid for it. I keep thinking it's going to like turn up while I'm like going through a box or something, and then I'll be like, oh, Smash Brothers. Super right Smash on. Brothers. Like, finally, I've been finally, looking for you. been looking for you everywhere, big boy. Let's <laughs> smash. I think when they released like bonus characters, that's when I was like, ho, ho, I'm no longer interested in doing this. I do not want to buy these. Mario, where the hell you been, Loka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Oh my god, why? <laughs> that might have been the funniest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Oh, wow, I, what a drawing. <laughs> Listeners, what Candace just I, sent us is um what is this called? The Da Vinci not Da Vinci, the Michelangelo. Oh no, it was it, they called it the creation of Monty Mole. Yeah. And I just like while you're talking, like almost just start cry laughing. I don't know why it was so funny to me. So it's just I thought you were laughing at my joke. Imagine that painting on the <laughs> I was laughing at that too. <laughs> imagine that painting on the sixteen the sixteen chapel. The Sistine Chapel. <laughs> I almost said imagine that painting on the 16 candles, but uh, imagine that painting on the 16 chapel, but with Monty Bowles instead of Adam and God. And, but neither of them got their dick out, so it's good. We're, and, we're all good. I'm glad because there's things I didn't need to see from Monty Yeah, I don't Bowl, need to see Monty Mole. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see Monty Mole's Monty Mole, okay? You know? <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what this guy's from. Oh, I maybe that's what you were searching. Where is this guy even from? I don't know. I was going to find Probably out. Mario Party. No, he is apparently, he has been in Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario 64, Super Mario 64 DS, Super Mario Sunshine, New, Super, New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, New, Super Mario th- 3D Land, New Super Mario Brothers U, Super Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker for Nintendo 3DS, Super Mario Maker 2. First appearance was in 19. 19- Okay, so he's not in Fire Emblem, is what you're telling me. He is not in Fire Emblem. Cool, he doesn't matter. He plays Marth in in Mario Party. (laughs) They should bring the Smash characters to Mario Party. I think we should. You know what? I really think we should get into Ethan. I know Mario Tennis has always been good, but you and I should get very into Mario Golf. Bro, Mario Tennis Aces slaps. I'm just telling you. I know it slaps. It slices. 
for sure. Did I not even know that those existed? Oh, yeah. That sounds... No, so there's, there's, you weren't... Hold on, Candice. You're 24, which makes you a micro-generation younger than us. Like, you're a, a young... I mean, a young millennial, right? Are you an older yeah. Gen Z? I'm, I'm a young millennial. Also, I mean, some people would argue against that, but I also act about two years older you're than my cusper. age. You're a cusper. Yeah, cusper. I'm a cusper. That, my least favorite word so like, in the made-up English language. So I can I can uh, relate to some of the, the Gen Zers, but at the same time, I cringe at just about everything they say. You just <laughs> had like a... What voice was that? What voice did I just hear? Yo, hold on. I can relate to some of those Gen Z. It was like Jesse from Toy Story. What? Maybe. I don't know. Something there. Uh, you weren't around for also. the Nintendo 64. Is that correct? No, but I have, I have played one. So one of my babysitters, her, her kids had a Nintendo 64. Did you play Mario Tennis? I did not play Mario Tennis. See, it was so good. So much better than it had any business being for the Mario 64, for the Nintendo 64. And then they just didn't make another tennis game until Mario Tennis Aces, which came out for the Switch, which you're about to acquire. You don't even have it um, yet. No, I'm going to need it. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Oh, it, it it's slaps. A, it's a great game. I mean, I, I rocked it at Wii Tennis, to be very honest. That was always my, my strong suit. Bowling was up there. Golf was never it. I'm not a... We'll never be a golfer. You're you're pointing at something. No, so. that's me playing Mario Tennis or Wii oh. Tennis. <laughs> It's all in the wrist. My brother, he was very good at throwing a frisbee and subsequently was very good at Wii tennis. You go, yep. I never owned you a Nintendo Wii or GameCube uh, my, or an N64. Uh, my sister and I, one Christmas, just asked. We didn't want to ask for a Wii outright because we knew it was expensive. So we just asked for Best Buy gift cards and all our family sent us Best Buy gift cards and we got a Wii. Nice. It's magical. Incredible. Um, <laughs> Gaming the Christmas system. Yep. And my parents told all of them what our agenda was and they're like, we support this. This isn't just that. I'm like getting random like they have a goal yeah so they supported us in that goal dang see Worth we <laughs> my niece recently pulled the same system she's eight god she's getting old questionable eight okay eight eight and she was like eight. for her eighth birthday she was like i want money so that i can go buy a switch and so we just flipped the script and bought her the switch we like all got together and we're like yeah, i'll put 50 bucks towards it and that's what we got her but maybe we should have done the responsible thing and got her the gift cards because then she has to go pay somebody she's eight she, she has to talk we were to not me. eight to can be you fair, imagine we being eight years old and talking to the best buy employee and being like there's a locked item in the container and I need it. I need you to get this out for me. Honestly, wow. if I was working at Best Buy when that happened, that would have probably made my day. That sounds like adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Best Buy employer. Can I get the Beats Solo 3s, please? Thank you. They're locked in that box and you've got the key. Unless you're at the Best Buy in Roanoke in which you're standing next to the where, the where they sell the Beats, jumping up and down and waving your arms going, can I please get a key holder? Did you know, this is a fun fact, Ethan, uh, not the girl I saw Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants with, Okay. the girl I saw The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, her brother still works at that, that Best Buy. Kevin Moody? Yes. I had to do some math there, some, some <laughs> gymnastics. <laughs> Wild. You I think had to do a triple axle at, to get to that. Yeah, I was recently at Target. Let me tell you I what my ass can't do is a triple axle or a single axle. Or I can 
I, I was surprisingly good at the rollerblading, which the is, roller I think, blade. when they're all in line, right? Yeah. yeah. And you do the, the twosie twosies. Yeah. So I do the quads. Skater, not blader. Inline, yeah. Uh, inlines are still, like, they, we do have events for inlines, but it's pretty small. Even at the World Championships, there's not many. However, there's a bunch of other inline events, such as... Um, the X Games. Oh, my God. Yeah, they have it in the X Games. They also have this event called Freestyle, where you've probably seen videos on TikTok or something pop up, but they have these little cones and they have to go around it. Yeah, I've seen It's yeah, nuts. There's this little girl who's amazing at it who I see all the time pop up on like my timelines and stuff. But that there's that event, which is technically part of our federation of roller sports. There's also uh, inline downhill slalom. That sounds horrifying. Yep, yep. It's as horrifying as it sounds. It's insane. Uh, and then inline speed skating and a couple others. But inline figure skating is just not as big as uh, the quad. It's, pr- it's pretty small in the sport. But a lot of them... When you see an inline figure skater, they're also ice skaters. They do both. So. Well, I Fun fact. skated pretty quick with the inline skates, and we did roller oh, yeah. hockey, which was oh, the yeah. inlines. Yep, hot roller hockey is both. They've got both going on. So a lot of, for the most part, I think they're an inline sport because it translates over from ice better that way. But right. there is a the quad hockey, and let me tell you, it's bloody. It is a bloody sport. I saw. I remember seeing a world championships because it was in San Jose. Up close to where I grew up and um, they had us little babies do exhibitions and stuff for this big event and I remember watching just a little bit of this competition for uh, quad hockey and I don't think I've seen that much blood coming out well, of someone's like, mouth it, man. before it's not it was you're landing on you're landing on gravel oh yeah and it was like the, the pucks hitting the face like it was it was just bloody and i just remember sitting there i think I, at the time see math i was probably eight going on nine i was just sitting there like why are we watching this this seems violent Can we go home Can we go home yeah, and now i watch hockey and i'm like yeah, yeah. get it to him get him so- so if, if we put you, I know like the quads is what I'm interested in seeing, but mm-hmm. if we did put you on the ice, is it bad? It's, it's better than average, but not great. Also, I think, I mean, I was talking to someone recently. She's a friend of mine who does both ice and roller. And she was like, honestly, it makes a difference in boots you're in because you're used to the strongest, best boots. If you go put on a pair of ice rentals, it's, you're not gonna be able to do anything. Right. She's like, I can, she told me, she's like, I guarantee if you put on like the bed, the, the boots that would be best for you for ice you'd be you'd do a lot better than you think i'm like i don't know i still don't like it the weight distribution's off completely i can't do very much in rentals and my sister on the other hand we it was back in january we actually did ice skate a little bit she she was doing spins she did all this crazy stuff and there's a video of her actually doing like a really legit spin and i was like cool i'm just gonna not do that i'm gonna <laughs> i like not physically i like staying up here it's just you you do that I'm not that flexible. <laughs> so, but it was the only thing that I ever see. Like, is disco still a big part of it? Yeah. I mean, so we have, there's a couple of different names for it. Rex skating is a name for it. Um, I don't think it's really called disco too much anymore, but especially, so when COVID happened, everyone was trying to find something to do outside. And a lot of people actually turned to skates, like skates, skate companies completely sold out of their stock of skates over COVID. People were desperate to get roller skates. And because production wasn't up, because all the production companies had just stopped making skates, they had to make new skates so that they could send them out immediately because they were all back ordered. So skating just became this huge thing. And it was because people saw girls on TikTok, like at the beach or like at 
a tennis court, whatever, just skating outside, getting outdoor activity and being not like in a roller rink surrounded by people. And people realized, oh, I could do this in my neighborhood. I could learn, I could put on skates and like literally just go down the street. It's not that easy. Yeah, it's I, honestly a lot of people did it and it became a huge, huge deal. Um, while that was really good for like skate companies, it also for a while wasn't really helping the figure skating side of it because everyone was just like, oh, yeah, I roller skate too. And I was like, don't really do the same thing, but that's OK. I mean, but um, like, you roller skate. Like- yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was like, my, what I do is a little different. And they're like, yeah, so like, how long have you had your skates? I'm like, uh, since I was like three. Um, <laughs> I was literally but born they, with them. Look, I'm just, from California. wouldn't get it. I, <laughs> I popped out of the womb and onto the That's ice. what we do in Santa Barbara. It's just different. I'm built different. I had my Avia yeah. jacket, like Tanya Harding, and I was. <laughs> they never found also, that Avia I, shoe. Yeah. Ethan, I wish I lived in Santa Barbara. I actually live in Anaheim right now. I live on the same street as Disney. Um, oh yeah, darn! <laughs> oh darn! I can walk to the park. If so I you just go skate down. at like Venice Beach with all those people? Actually, I've never done that. Um, one, Venice is gross. Two, <laughs> um, I I've skated at the beaches sometimes. There's one little area, especially when all the rinks were closed in Newport Beach, that had it was a big blacktop because there's a school. There's a school in Newport right on the water, and so like it has this beautiful view of the ocean. It's just a big blacktop, and no school was in session, so we would go skate there all the time. But um, that is the most. I've ever heard in my life. Oh Except yeah. For the story oh, yeah. you told at the beginning when you were like, oh yeah, you know, my parents were uh both roller figure skaters and they met at a competition. I'm like, it's Lords of Dogtown, like, but on four wheels. Well, a different time of four wheels, eight wheels. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh I don't skate outside too much. Um, if I do, it's I, I don't know. It's normally maybe for fun or like co- during COVID I had to. I just, I found the most random places to train during COVID. One of which was like I would skate down the street to the parking lot of a Carl Strauss brewery. And I just practiced there because it was a big, flat, newly paved place and it was pretty smooth. I only fell a couple times because I hit random rocks. Um, only got a minor concussion. It was fine. Um, it's whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I practiced there until I got kicked out and then tennis courts, basketball courts, whatever I could find that was flat um, and I wouldn't get kicked out of. But for the most part, I just practice inside. And when I put my skates on, like I put my skates on to train. So like I don't go do public sessions at a roller rink. I don't. Well, that would be wild. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I do sometimes just because like a friend will be like, let's go skate. And I'm like, do you really want to do that? I mean, like, but it's for me, like I put my skates on and I'm, I'm going to go do a sport. I'm going to go practice. I'm going to go get some training done and then go pass out. Have you done any derby ever? I was about to ask. No, I have watched derby. And honestly, I do love like dirt with it. Great derby movie. Yeah. Fun. Um, Kristen Wiig's great in that movie. But it's yeah, I, I honestly I watch derby and I'm like, I do so good with that. I'd love to do derby. I feel like I'd be such a boss, but um, I've I've given some lessons to some derby girls to help with skating skills, but I've never fully gotten involved in derby. Is that your plan when you retire from competition? No. Honestly, if I was to get into anything after competition, I feel like I'd be more similar to Tanya and I'd get into something like tough. Like, I love, <laughs> I love weightlifting. Oh, yeah. After no, I mean, I her boxing career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I, I weightlifted for a little bit just to help build some muscle and strength. And I loved weightlifting. 
mainly because strong legs from skating like made a lot of stuff easier for sure. me. But I feel like I'd go all in on like weightlifting or something like that. I, I don't think I'd go to derby. I think but weightlifting would help you with derby. Probably yeah. it could, but I don't know. I mean, I for me, I'm already I've already started my coaching and judging career, so I want to be in that figure skating world for a long, long time. So I mean, but you you have like a built-in derby name, right? Me? Um, like you could be like Clifford the Big Red. Or something, right? Like, <laughs> I could. Oh, that is a good one. I have, <laughs> right? like, honestly, we want. <laughs> there's some really good ones. Like, my some of my friends would just jokingly make up some. But um, no, I don't have a. I I never thought of a a derby name for myself. But I like that one. I did have a friend in high school. Um, before we were even really friends, because I had I switched school districts, and when I went to high school, I was in a new district, and I don't didn't know anyone. I had this one friend say, Candace. Hmm. If your middle name was something like Jolene, you'd have the perfect stripper name. Is your middle that name is Jolene? Indeed, middle, is that is middle indeed my Jolene? middle name. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, like, I just stopped and I was so, like, um, so that is my middle name. And she's like, oh my God, no. Candy Joe. Candy Joe. I'm like, please stop. Please Oh, stop. I thought Candace was a pun. I thought your parents were just not funny at all. And we're like, we're going to name our daughter Cant Ice. And like, that was like the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, I can't ice. I love that. <laughs> no, I I do have people. Um, so one of my skaters, she's 16, and her friends actually don't believe her when she tells them my name is Candace. And it's because there's this there's this joke where it's like, oh, is your name Candace? And this bit in your mouth? <gasps> like, there's this joke. And, like, I've, I've heard it before. I like, yeah, okay, whatever. But her friends genuinely do not believe that my name is Candace because that's all they know that name from. I'm that's like, have insane. you guys never watched Phineas and Ferb? Culture. I've never watched not. Phineas and Ferb. I did get called <laughs> out by Vincent Martella oh. on Twitter, but <laughs> I have never watched you, it. You need, oh, it's, I mean, it's as iconic as like fairly odd parents in my eyes. Like I, I see, honestly, I was a Nickelodeon kid. So like Phineas and Ferb didn't exist. Fairly odd parents certainly did. Yeah. Me? But. Danny Phantom. Oh, Danny oh, Phantom is the best. Danny Phantom exists. Slaps. Yep. I still know every word of the, the theme song. I love that show. But yeah. When, when Vincent Martello called me out on Twitter, because I was like, yo, okay, so what? what is what is Perry's deal? Who is Ferb? Like, and all this. Uh, and this guy, and I didn't see he had the blue check at first, and this guy retweets me and goes, you know, Perry's a platypus. He doesn't do much. And I was like, ah, man, I know that's a lie, buddy. Wait, hon, who was it that responded The guy that voices Phineas. Oh, The guy that voices Phineas. And he's like, that's he's a amazing. platypus. He doesn't do much. And I was like, I know that. So I said it in a group chat. <laughs> And I was like, who is this clown think he is? And uh, Mary Clay, the other girl in the chat, was like, yeah, no, that's the guy that does the voice acting for Fanny. <laughs> I, I told you. Did that. you? I don't and know. And that's like yeah. a line in the show, too. Yeah, well, I didn't know. I've never seen joke. it. <laughs> that's the whole joke because Perry's a secret agent. Yeah. There's this whole secret organization. Of, Perry oh. the Platypus. Yeah. So the guy that does Doofenshmirtz voice, I don't, he's got a TikTok. Oh, yeah. I love. Oh, Dan I love, oh, yeah. I love yeah. him because he talks about the show, but it's also. He was like, like the eighth person I followed on TikTok. I love him. I love him so much. But honestly, there's. There's a lot of like current Disney shows that are really, really good. Like I, I haven't fully watched Gravity Falls yet. I hear it's amazing, and that Is I that need on to. Disney? Yeah, I had no idea. Was, I did not know that was, that was Disney. That was Disney XD. That okay. Was, that was I've Disney only heard games. good things about that show. Yeah, I've watched some of it, and it's really good. Um, I watched Bluey I mean, a lot. <laughs> Bluey's on Disney Plus. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not um, quite the same because it's literally the best show ever made. Okay, that's why it's not quite the same as whatever the crap you're watching. Gravity Falls. Bleh. No, there's one. I'm actually like watching. It's it's a newer show on on Disney Channel that I'm unashamedly watching called The Owl House, and it's it's like about witches. It's got some weird like nightmarish animation. I'm like, you guys are getting weird, but I'm here for well, it. You watch Big Mouth. Doesn't have nightmarish animation. It's true. It has delightful animation. Is Bluey. Okay? I would refer to Big Mouth as nightmarish <laughs> animation. I That's would too. True. Whenever, That's true. When you said Big Mouth, I was like, I'm gonna have nightmares. Today. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's because uh, it's so Owl House deals with like witches, so it's a total fantasy show. So for any like fantasy like nerds, it's great. It's really cool. It also has um, Disney's like. I mean, I think they've had some like openly gay characters on the show, but like the lead is uh, is just. It's not something where it's like a coming out story. She's just gay. Like it's just what it is, and it's oh, it's cool. really nice to see. Like I really like that aspect of the show. It's not, and that's not like the whole point of the show. So they're just they're just integrating it in like it's a normal thing, which is great. It's not just like this is a show about this girl who is gay. It's just gotta. It's just like yeah, she's got a crush on a girl. That's fine. I'm like okay, cool. All right, we're just moving on. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it also it also has got a really good voice cast. One of the main characters. <coughs> um, gosh, who does her voice? Uh, it's gonna get now. I gotta look it up. Hold on. Who's this? Who does Eda's voice? She's very. I just keep opening She's my like, browser to this freaking Avia jacket, <laughs> <laughs> and I keep thinking I about that. I keep thinking oh, about that Night Stalker documentary. Uh, Wendy Malik. She was one of the house, uh, the Desperate Housewives. But I remember her from Emperor's New Groove as uh, pregnant lady with a baby coming through, ah, like Potch's yes. wife. She's she is such a great voice actress and she's on this show. And honestly, every time I watch the show, I just you know, TV's John Goodman is in that movie. I do know. (laughs) Is John Goodman described as being from television? Yes. (laughs) Wildly, as he's been in so many amazing movies. Amazing movies. Oh man. No, I love John Goodman. Uh animation. I could go off about animation all day. I'm such a big animation nerd. Uh, but what's the what's like the so you obviously can't ice and you do your whole thing, but like that's a joke, by the like, you're amazing. Can't uh, ice. I'm gonna use that forever. I love it. Good. Uh that could be your derby name. Uh okay. just send me a list. I know you can come up with some good ones. I yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Clifford the Big Red Bitch is good. That is really good. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you could top it, but if you think of something, oh man, you want to talk about nightmarish animation? You should come back on to talk about the Clifford movie. No, no, no. I I took one look at because that, that thing like, looks horrifying. Jesus. They tried so hard to make it not, but alternately made it look horrifying. Yeah. like. Oh, bless their hearts. Uh, it didn't need to be adapted. No. We could have just left it. Could have just left it. It's like when they're talking about a Lilo and Stitch adaptation. I'm like, please, please. Don't. I mean, I do not want to see a live action Stitch at all. I don't. I love Stitch as he is. Don't, don't touch that. Just leave it. Detective Pikachu was great. Lilo and Stitch, okay. but Stitch is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay. I, I actually do have to agree. I liked I liked Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. I love Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I, I was in. surprised. I, I re I will rewatch that movie if I wanna like if I want something to make me feel good. I'm gonna I might rewatch that. I like and I did rewatch it recently, but um no, I don't think Stitch can be adapted properly. And like uh, I don't know. I hope they just keep it on you the You can give Ben Schwartz a second shot at it and let him voice Stitch. Like 
Like, I don't think it's the voice that bugs me. I just don't think he'll translate. I'm just t- I'm thinking about Redemption for Sonic. Sonic was apparently pretty good, from what I understand. I didn't hate. Sonic. I haven't seen it. I I, mean, I was I was only in a Jim Carrey. I just needed to see Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey things, and he delivered exactly what I needed. <laughs> John Goodman could have done that role. TV's John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine just the deep voice of Sonic the Hedgehog? No, that would for turn Sonic that for Eggman. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, damn, I don't think you could have done yeah, like James Earl Jones to voice Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're gonna remake Detective Pikachu with Idris Elba. <laughs> um, I'd watch. I'd watch the shit out of that. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I would watch that. Yeah, I, it sounded worse <laughs> before I said it. Mewtwo was originally had a deep voice in the in the first movie. Oh, I would watch the shit out of a a, a Mewtwo movie a, oh, with yeah. Idris Elba playing Mewtwo. Oh yeah, wait, hold on, we got to get yeah. someone on this. That, Mewtwo's that already is, hot, right? But just like, like not even CGI, would... just put put him in the hip costume. That's not where I was just going. To... I mean, Mew, Mewtwo dummy thick. Let's be real here. <laughs> he built. What would it take? What would it take for? For like a, there's a lot of ways the sentence could end, and I don't think any of them are good. <laughs> you big Pokemon fan. You big Pokemon you're, fan. You're, what would it take for you to f- Mewtwo? Oh God! No, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like a Mewtwo costume for for roller skating. Can Tanya Harding do Lilo and St- not Lilo? Do Finding Nemo on ice? That's what I want to know. This movie, the end of the movie, she's like, I'm not allowed to skate again. And like, I think it left her open to do Finding Nemo. On she ice. did do. Some oh, of that. she co? Did she? That would make sense. So they banned her from all of like U.S or like just figure skating competitions anything that's outside of the figure skating organization was i mean up for grabs that's a job that's not the same yeah it's not competition so I'm, no if you're just out there doing ice capades or like doing doing finding nemo on ice i honestly i've seen finding nemo on ice i i saw the whole pixar show on ice um also saw high school musical on ice that shit slapped that was that did, exists did they do hold on high school which which movie did they do the first one Oh, see, they, they got to redo it as the second one. I can only imagine. We need bet on it, on ice. Oh, they did bet on it. That's pretty cool. No, like I wish. I wish. That's what they need. They did have the basketballs, actually. It was really cool how they did it, from my memory. It was a long time ago, but we were all about High School Musical. I was, I was that age to be obsessed. I was really only obsessed with the first one. I liked the second. I actually haven't even seen the third one all the way through. I've seen and the third I one s- twice. The second one, by far the best. Yeah, it is a little superior. But I I, I do like, I think if I'm going to rewatch High School Musical, I'd probably watch the first one. <coughs> I don't know, I don't man. Know. There's that scene where they're in the cafeteria in the first one where they're like... Stick to the status quo. Stick to the status quo? What a ridiculous message. Like, what if you it just turn the TV on and that was the one thing you saw? Like, But that's on. the point of it is that high school's got ridiculous standards and messages. Yeah, well, if you're a professional figure skater, you have a fur coat. It's time to wrap the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ethan, right. do you have a listener school? Not yet. Hang on a second. I kind of forgot that was something that we do here. Yeah. So just to recap the scores, I gave this movie a 95. Ethan gave it a 90. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90. Metacritic gave it a 77. I'm going to double check that, and I'm right. And then we don't do the Rotten Tomatoes audience score because our good friend Candace is here. Uh, I was going to go for the the like Clifford thing, but I feel bad every time I say the <laughs> whole thing. So I'm just going to... Candace is here. Our good friend Candace. Uh, 
So she gets to take the place of the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. She had an 87, uh, which is one point worse than Rotten Tomatoes audience, which was an 88. Uh, if you would like to get your listener score counter for this, we take everybody's score. You just got to join our Facebook group. It's, uh, there's a link in the description, facebook.com slash a lot of letters. Uh, but yeah, we post every week saying what movie we're going to watch and then you can leave a score. And then if you want to leave a little blurb review, you can do that in our Discord server and I can read some of those blurbs while Ethan's doing math. And that way you get a chance for you know your review to be in the sh- in in the show uh for example jimmy said 40 out of 100 i watched it a few months ago and rated it a two out of five when i watched it i recall being somewhat em- entertained however the film is forgettable i couldn't disagree more jimmy could not disagree more jimmy, I think about this movie jimmy. every day oh my goodness jimmy also, uh, uh, that Facebook link is facebook.com slash group slash 19809231821778377 slash question mark multi underscore permalinks equals 303441313165495495 and no tiff underscore ID equals 16316411787590 and no tiff underscore T equals group activity. Listener, I hope you got all that because he will not. Be I will not be repeating that ever. <laughs> it will not be in the description. A couple of the listener reviews. Vinny said, "I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but Margot Robbie can destroy me." Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Step on then, my face, Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> Put the skates on first. Nope. Nope. Don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do. What would it take for you to let Mewtwo step on your face <laughs> with with ice skates on? Uh, and then Allie didn't leave us a score, but she said the film was so good, I kind of felt bad for Tanya afterwards, and I don't know if I should or not. I think that's the point uh, of the movie. Uh, and then Allie was born in like 2000, so yeah. uh, way before your time. Well, not way before, but like enough before. Enough before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the s- listener score is 81. 81. That gives our bacon and egg score an 88.2, which rounds down to an 88. On the big board, that puts it in the top 10 above Fellowship of the Ring. Woo-hoo! So this is, Yeah. Look at that. Oops. All right. That's caps lock, not shift. Uh, so let's go ahead and drop these down. I, Tanya. Not to be confused with I, Robot. Uh, yeah, I, Robot movies. would not make it in the top 10. No chance. Very different Very movies. different movies. I like that movie. I'd probably give it, like, off the dome, I feel like an 88. No shot. No shot. You don't think? No, sir. I haven't seen that in a long time. It's been but a I minute. can probably tell you that that's not what I'd give that. I really liked the, 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 the novel. Yeah, the novels totally are always different. different. Yeah. yeah, it was like I love the the novel or the novel Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. That is the Blade Runner book way better than the movie. Very. I know Blade Runner. Very different. I know. Very similar. Oh yeah, and I know Blade Runner is iconic, but like I would read I'd read read the book. Over now he does the indeed in that book. Fuck that robot for sure. Yes, he does. Absolutely, there's no question about it. <laughs> um, and it's very weirdly sheep based, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Philip K. Dick yes. was like, you know what? I need to tell sci-fi from the perspective of sheep, not for the perspective, but there. based or in a sheep-based economy. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what it is. Blade Runner has almost no sheep in it. No, it's it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. So if that's what you're into, Blade Runner's a miss for sure. Blade Runner 2049, not even mentionable. Are you guys done? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, we went off on a bunny trail. We got a little lost along the way, but it was a good. It was good for the journey. You know. When one sheep is lost, Jesus or something will leave the other 99. There's a story. Two sheep diverged in a wood, and I 
I took the sheep less traveled. Two sheep drowning in a vat of cream. One of them gives up and dies. The other churns that cream into butter. These parables are Your really good. Your dad's that second sheep, Frankie. Your dad's that second sheep. Oh, man. Hey, you dropped this in the parking lot. Uh, Why do the Yankees always win, Frank? Because the other team's too busy staring at those damn pinstripes. <laughs> this is all catch me if you can. I am Callahan ready. <laughs> uh, the movie we're we'll not covering. Apparently, we, yeah, we'll do that next week. We won't. Topical. Listener. <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> like, um, no, there's been a lot of demands for Twilight. That song. I was actually going to tell you we need to start doing the Twilight movies. <gasps> yep. The Twilight Renaissance I, is real. It's happening. I re I rewatched all of. of we had to at the, we had the national championships recently, and two of my sixteen year old skaters were like staying with us, and one had seen all the twilights, the other hadn't, and so while we were in the hotel room with nothing else to do, we binged all of Twilight. Wow. With all the and I relived all my eighth grade love of Twilight, and was like, God, why is it coming back? <laughs> no. With all due respect, Bella, where the hell you been, Loca? What does Loca mean in this context? You know what? We'll That's, get into that next yeah. week. Find yep, out. Yep. Find out next week on Pokemon. <laughs> what? It's Clefairy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a very vulgar episode of Bacon Eggs. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. If you want to hear the the uncut, unmastered, you know, if you want to know what the big red ends with, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put a very. Put it together. I'm gonna put a very long bleep in there. <laughs> <laughs> just make them question right <laughs> uh yeah so if you want the the uncut unmastered version of this with no bleeps whatsoever you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and get that for ten dollars a month we won't even charge you until October i sound 1st. like i'm joking that about feels... that but that's a real thing sometimes the people want to hear us cuss it makes the difference cuss. it's like when you watch deadpool on on tv like if it's on Fox or something and all of it's bleeped out, it's not. The Have same you ever experience. watched Once Upon a Deadpool or whatever it is? Ha- not uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It was like the little side thing. Yeah. I've I I've, I saw Deadpool. That's like PG thirteen and it's got the kid from uh, the Prince's Bride Fred in it. Savage. Yeah, Fred yep. Savage. <laughs> what oh, a wild dude. promotional marketing tactic. Whatever. I don't know. I'm out of words for the night. Apparently. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it is 11:30 here. So, well, Candace, thank you so much for coming on Bacon and Eggs and talking to us about this wonderful movie and Absolutely. about your crazy manic California, hopefully future Olympian life. I would love that to happen. Me too. <laughs> we would also. There's lots of way more boring sports at the Summer Olympics than uh, than oh, roller yeah. figure skating for sure. Oh yeah. Um, so maybe one day. Fingers crossed. In the meantime, I'm just gonna keep skating and riding. There you go. There you go. You got any final thoughts? Where can we find you on the internet if we want to know more about you? Oh my goodness. Um. Well, almost all of my social medias are Candice Joe C A N D I C E J O E. Um. On TikTok, there's an underscore between Candace and Joe just because Candace Joe was taken. So there's an underscore between those. I post a lot of skating stuff, obviously, uh, especially on TikTok. I mainly use it as an educational thing to talk about skating. Sometimes it's my dog. Um, sometimes it's just dumb stuff, like a video that's there strapping Will Turner from the past because why not? Um <laughs> But it's, uh, yeah, Candace Joe on just about everything. I have a lot of my writing up online, too. It's CandaceClifford.com. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's me. There you go. So follow Candace everywhere. Go find more of her stuff. Watch her skating videos. And if you're a um, young, aspiring roller figure skater in the Southern California area, uh, go find her. I got you. <laughs>
Don't like go find like like just contact her and somebody. Don't, yeah, don't I mean, there's an easier her. way. I'd rather you not yeah. find where I live. You could probably just call or text me, but I'll um, tell you 100. She won't be at Venice Beach skating. I definitely yeah. no, because Venice is nope. gross. Venice is gross. That's just what I learned apparently. Yep. No, I know it's. I know it's famous. I've been to LAX for one and a half hours, and that's the closest I've ever been to Anaheim. So, well, you have to come out sometime. We'll do the whole Disney experience. Yes, I'm a, I'm a professional. I mean, that sounds like a blasty. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. could. Ethan's going to win a Disney 5K. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen yeah. anytime soon. That's, <laughs> no, that's what you got to do. That's what we're going to prep you for. It's the Disney 5K. It's I'm settled. Doing, well, so we're doing, you got to come to Florida is what I'm hearing because we're doing it in February. Ooh, yeah, actually, we don't even, I don't even think we have the races anymore. It's just Florida. So if I'm going to do this, we're, we're going to Florida, guys. You're going to Florida. Flow Rida. Flow Rida. <laughs> I'll tell you, the first time I tried to look up Flow Rida tour dates and uh, type in flowrider.com and got the Florida Department of Tourism, I was very disappointed. It never occurred to me till that moment that it was just Florida with a dash in the middle. Even one of his albums had the shape if of If you think I know what the album covers of Flowrider albums look like, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, flow-rider.com is uh, under construction. It's not a real website. Nice. Guess those uh, apple bottom jeans cost more than the domain name. Yeah. He's not I don't think he's. I don't, yeah, no, he's not wearing apple bottom jeans or the boots with the fur or the jacket with the fur because he's not doing triple axles. Boom. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> this is the boots with the fur are a great choice. I'm an. I'm a fully UGG convert. Oh gosh. I won't apologize old, for it either, Candice. We're old, okay. okay? Like, I mean, I so I I had I had UGGs when I was in high school. I do have UGGs now, but they're the old man slipper UGGs. Oh, I have those they're too. Not, <laughs> I love those. I can't really wear them for too long because they're not comfortable to walk in, but well, I just walk around my house like an old man and wear my, my Uggs. Yeah, of course. Well, anyway, Candice, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much Absolutely. for coming on our show. Um, it's been fun. This has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Bacon and Eggs is a production of WBNE Podcast Network. For more information on po- great podcasts, you can go to WBNE.org, or you can find any of our great shows anywhere that podcasts are sold or given away for free. And also, if you find somebody selling podcasts, please let us know. I would love to get some direct revenue stream from this podcast that way. Um, but I also I think it's a crime, so maybe don't rat on them. Never mind. I'm wrong. Anyway, our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon. Music's by Andrew Scott Bell. That's Vaishan Designs on Instagram and AndrewScottBellMusic.com. Uh, and this is a preview for late to the party. No, it's not. Oh. No, it's not. We pre- we uh, pushed them recently. This is a preview for let's go with perspective Z because we talked yeah, about oh, the, the millennial. We talked about the, the the millennial experience today. So if you want to hear, you want to hear uh, a a the the perspective of two proper. Uh, zoomers, you can go people who don't know who Tanya Harding. People who is. probably don't know who Tanya Harding is. Um. You can go to any podcatcher and look up Perspective Z. Uh, and this is a preview for that right now. What's that? A podcast? Crazy, funky, junky podcast? Do you ever wonder what goes through the minds of the people that watch the last good Disney Channel shows? Or if you can wear skinny jeans in a side part without looking old? Well, then you should check out our podcast, Perspective Z, hosted by us, Katrina. And Rachel. We discuss TikTok trends, politics, new co-hosts. Hey! And everything in between to give you our perspective as two Gen Z ladies trying to figure out our place in the world. Listen along to hear our thoughts and opinions as Katrina enters the world as a high school grad and Rachel figures out her next steps. So make sure to check out new episodes of Perspective Z every Monday on the WBNE network at WBNE.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Now on Spotify. Toodles. Any final thoughts, Candace?
no, this is abs. This is so much fun. I feel like I don't get to talk movies too much sometimes. So to be able to talk movies and skating is like the best hybrid. Well, ever. we'd be happy to have you back. Oh yeah. To talk about any time Twilight or something else. I did read all the books. I'm pretty. To well talk knowledge. about the Disney Channel original movie Johnny Tsunami. Talk about no, an if we're, ta- we're going to talk movie. Brink. <laughs> oh, an extremely goofy movie. I couldn't remember the name of the damn of, of Brink. <laughs> I was trying so hard. Uh, I was like, Decom, he's got to say I Brink. I almost said Cross. Uh, uh, anytime. I I'm one. happy to come back anytime, you guys. This is so much fun. Thank you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, this has been Bacon and Eggs. On behalf of Candace Clifford and Tyler Carlin, I'm Ethan Etchill. Until next time, Arrivederci. America. They want somebody to love, they want someone to hate.